Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Let's talk about how we thought our lives were going to turn out, the supposed to's versus the reality of where we are now. Yes. Especially yes. in terms of where we're at in life and where yes. we thought we would be. Where we thought we would yes. be, what our... Yeah, because I think we all... You, the Pretty Pretty Princess idea of where everybody thinks their life is going to go and then life happens. And I think it happens to everybody, not just necessarily divorce, but divorce did throw a huge wrench in that plan of mine to have been married for 50 or 60 years and have those golden anniversaries and, you know, surrounded by grandchildren with my husband in retirement, all that. I mean, clearly that didn't well, happen. But. And I think you, there's like sort of this image and it's a societal image of like rocking on the front porch in your old age with like, you know, the person you've been Holding married to forever. The, yes. And that's really honestly <laughs> not realistic for Probably at least 50% of the population. I don't know numbers. Don't don't listen to me with that. But So where I am in my age now is I won't be rocking on the front porch, but I might make it into the commercial with the side-by-side bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> Same, Beth. That's my, da- that's my dating pool. Anyway. It's <laughs> uh, a little light humor in there because I don't think, I think, well, you know, when you get married, you have this idea of sort of fairy tale. And, I mean, I don't think it's just for a generation or a couple of generations. I mean, I think you're sold this bill of goods that, you know, and, it, and it's evidenced by people put all the money onto the wedding day. Yeah. You spend thousands no. of dollars on well, a wedding day to make it magical because the marriage is this magical thing. And you know, marriage is a lot of work. It's yeah, not the magical thing. Everybody tells you how to get married and nobody tells you how to be married. Yeah. yeah. Except or I that mean, you're supposed to get Well, there married. are some counseling classes that are very good. The Catholic one-year marriage counseling and you go over everything from how many kids you both want to where you're going to spend your Christmases to where, you know, oh, wow. it's, it's very <laughs> in-depth how you think about money. Do you have a, a credit card? Do you believe in debt? Do you? I mean, it's very precise. There are, there is an outlet for that, and there are some other outlets for that. But by and large, that is not at all what is emphasized when you get married. And you do think this. I have the wedding cake. I'm going to save a piece of the wedding cake for my anniversary. Then you have this anniversary. Then you have this, and then you are surrounded by your grandchildren at your dining room table, and you have. The, you know, the golden anniversary cake, and you have all these expectations down the road of it's, we're going to make money, we're going to have kids, we're going to raise the kids, kids are going to go to college, then we're going to retire, then we're going to travel, then we're, I mean, and then you have a divorce in the middle of that, and, and you suddenly, start over. And suddenly your milestone markers don't exist anymore. They don't. So that, you that's have new what, ones. those but things are milestone ones. markers that are sort of traditionally, um, you know, we traditionally think of those things as as the rites of passage, right? Right, right. When that isn't 
how it has to be necessarily, you know? Agreed. So I think that at this point, for each one of us, it's any of those things that we sort of had our heart set on, well, we can set our hearts on new things that take those places. Like, I'm not going to give up traveling in my older Mm -hmm. age just because I don't have somebody to travel with. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to travel and I will travel with girlfriends. I mean, I'm going to have a blast doing that. I don't have to do that in retirement with a husband. I can still, I mean, that is still a dream that can still live. Right. It just, it's like you have to have a bit of a more non-traditional view on what you, on what you thought things were going to be. Like, like I love traveling. And I had in my head that I would travel with my husband and my son. Well, lately it's been I either travel with my friends and partner uh, without without my son, or my son and I go on vacation and I have an equally fabulous time with that. It's not like I I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I, I think know? after the initial shock of this is not gonna happen is, the way yeah, that this is I not what I want. Dreamed that it would. That you, then you reorder your priorities, and I, I think that's the one thing that I have done um, in divorce. I have different priorities. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean my child is always number one, but you know I, I don't think that I necessarily have to have somebody that I'm married to by my side. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, you 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 think of things in a different way. Yeah. Well, and I think I'm struggling in a slightly different place in that it's not that my children are not number one, but my children are their own number ones now. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. I have one in college, two in college, one who is now engaged. Yay. I mean, you know, so right. they're living their lives and out there. So they don't have to be my number one anymore. And so to reframe with it really just being me and having to define what that number one is now, mm-hmm. well, it was supposed to be husband and working towards retirement and this sort of things well now it is me and my artwork um this podcast and writing and it is it is reframing and so am i that place where my husband was is now more my creative endeavors i think i have an interesting question oh fabulous have since you guys got divorced have you had family pressure to find someone else i have not (laughs) okay i'm gonna tell this one on him but anyway my daddy is very traditional Southern Baptist, he was the superintendent of Sunday schools. He, you know, there were certain expectations that went with being raised in the church and things like that. So, when I got divorced, I I talked to my dad about a lot of things, and he's been with me on this journey. And so, I called him one day and I said, Daddy, I I don't think I'm ever going to get married again. I really, you know, you go through that phase where I'm not getting married. Just mm. so I was in that phase, <clears throat> I called him up and said, Daddy, I, I just don't think I'm ever gonna get married. He said, Well, I think you need to think about that. And I, you know, I, I know where you are in that, and that's fine. And I said, What would you think if I just had a companion? <laughs> and I'm like holding my breath, and he goes, Well, I think that's a fine idea. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I was very surprised, but my daddy's always been very supportive. And I think he knew that I was in the first part of divorce and kind of struggling with what am I going to do and how am I going to review myself and how is this all going to shake out? And so 
But that was the last thing I thought he was going to say. But it was well, it was yes, nice think, that it was very supportive, and but, he could see me in a different role. I think before well, yeah, I could see myself. I think that like you and I both had really toxic marriages with mm-hmm. substance abuse, and yours had affair. I mean, like all of these things. Mm-hmm. So I think that our families are looking at us, going, "We really don't want you to repeat the past. <laughs> like I think you're good. Like you're going to be fine. Just do whatever you want." So I think, I think with my family, who I love, and if you guys listen to this podcast, <laughs> this has nothing to do. I'm just talking about it but um I think that like right now the relationship that I'm in is a little bit of a non-traditional relationship but it's really good but I kind of we kind of keep it separate Mm -hmm. from family stuff right now and that has been nice to just get to have that and explore that or whatever you know that's going to be and my family I felt a lot of pressure to like include my partner in family things and I don't think that's just not a thing that that we're necessarily ready for and I I just have it's like they're like I think you said it to me one time it's like it's like they're viewing him as like your husband you know already and I'm like well hold hold, like wait (laughs) you know it's not like I don't need to jump from like from one lifelong commitment to another lifelong commitment, like it's fine to Today's, be in that gray area. Yeah. But I think when you've been married, I don't know. At least for me, oh, it's okay. Beth just got a text. Oh. <laughs> a text. Real it's, it's from my child. <laughs> from her daughter. But <laughs> but um, it's it's like when you've been married for a minute, they just expect that like that's the next thing. And my my father is great though. My father is not. He does not want to know about my love life. That's not interesting to him. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if if I want to ever be married again. Or if, like you said, maybe I end up with a with a long-term yeah. partner that... Or maybe I don't. Like, may, you know. Well, I think when you're first divorced, you realize it's more than just the word like the division of property and all the it little is a things living death that like you have you, to go through you, it's like it truly is a living death it is this third unit that you didn't know you had mm-hmm. that you are purposefully killing off mm-hmm. like it's like a murder and you're doing it on purpose and dividing and all of that thing and that's really hard it's very hard it's physically hard it's mentally hard it's spiritually hard it, I just think you're crushed on every side when you do it. And I don't, I mean, I think a lot of people well, get think, divorced and then they realize this is like a full-time job. Yeah. To get divorced is a full-time job. Oh my gosh. All the Absolutely. paperwork, <laughs> it all is the a meetings, job. the money you put out for lawyers. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it is like a full-time job yep. for a while. It consumes you. And it takes. And I think after a while, after that, after you've been consumed by it and done all, jumped through all the hoops. You need downtime. Yeah. And you need to, you don't need to make lists of what you need to do. You don't need to, you just need to rest. You know what I'm saying? You have to gather yourself back together. You have to. I agree. And I think part of what you, Lauren, are kind of going through is that you are rediscovering who you are. Yeah. And and your partner really fits in well with that. But you do have a non traditional relationship. And I think there are some people. That you may know who look at that and I'm gonna say just sort what of that, disregard it. I'm and gonna say, say I'm gonna say what that is just okay. so the audience yeah, is sure. So it's I have a non traditional relationship in that my boyfriend is significantly younger than me. Relatively younger than yes. me. Yes. 
not shockingly, it's not shockingly but, but yes, but younger, but, but a generation. He's, he's younger. But than okay, <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna take exception to that because men do that all the time. Yeah, yes. So I mean, they have saying. people. Yeah. My my ex had girlfriends 20 30 years yeah. junior to right. him yeah. and nobody bets an eye but if a woman does that yeah. it's like you feel like you have to explain it right. right but i think that you have people in your life who look at that and then disregard it because of his he's younger instead right. because they are traditionalists yeah and then they so they're looking at you and going well that can't be real because it doesn't fit in my body um but that that's again it's it's one of those supposed to things that is just different than mm-hmm. i thought it would be like i didn't think that my that I would end up with someone younger than me I just or, or you know mm-hmm. explore that with somebody younger than me but it is just well if we're talking about supposed to I didn't expect to ever really be alone that was yeah. never an expectation I just assumed that I was just cute and fun and that I'd always have somebody kind of waiting but I'm at this place I also never expected I was supposed to want someone and to want to be married and after the last relationship that I'm out of, I really find myself for the first time in my life, I don't want to. Yeah, really? I want to. And I don't. Cool. I yeah. want but to be okay too. with me and with my kids and with my art. Like for the first time ever, I, I really feel like, you know, I feel blessed to have this time to get to, to just really sort of get to know who I am in this stage of my life. Yeah. And if things with that person had worked out, I would not have this. Do you feel like, society i guess again talking about expectations and supposed to that society looks on single women of a certain age is like well what happened or like what why oh. aren't you with I, I, I think they do yeah. i feel largely invisible really well yeah. interesting. okay yes. so you know y'all know that i've um joined the catholic faith mm-hmm. and so the catholic faith it's it has been so strange to me because they are like okay you um you are called to a vocation you are to be married or it's like you're to be married to the church but you're there's nowhere in between and when they talk yeah. about marriage they're talking about being young and fruitful well my tree has withered and died i am no longer young and fruitful <laughs> and so where, where am i if i don't want to be yeah. married to the church you know what what where is my role where is my singlehood role I mean, right. so it's it's that I mean even but I think society does that too not oh, yet. I, I, oh I do you know women are well I me mean, I think I think single women, women are left are out of things when they're young and beautiful yeah and thin <laughs> I mean I'm just gonna say all yeah. the things that my ex thought were really 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 valuable and I'm sorry you know I'm not 34 anymore <laughs> I will never be 34. I'll probably never be a size 24 ever again. But, you know, I don't I don't want to I not just think eat the people my age <laughs> No, people my age are women my at my age are very invisible. Guys my age or a little bit older date younger women. Oh, that's true. Even the guy that I was seeing, um he left me and chose someone significantly mm-hmm. younger than him. I mean, he went, Oh yeah. you know, that's just, I guess it was kind of a pattern for him anyway. But it just, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know how to, but it doesn't matter to me anymore, I guess, is sort of my supposed to. I'm supposed to be wanting to be married. And I am actually very thankful in this life right this minute to have been able to let go of that. Mm-hmm. You know, to not, I'm not, it's like it held me in a waiting pattern. 
Mm-hmm. I can't do this because I don't have someone to fill that hole. Right. Well, that's not true. I mean, that was never true. I was always able to do everything. I may have wanted to do things with a particular person, but I, I am, I'm having a great time doing things on my own. I think mm-hmm. that that's, it's just, but it's a reframe. Yeah. It is a reframe. It is. We're supposed to, but we don't have to. And the alternative can actually be better. Because how much more enjoyable are those things on your own than they would have been in the previous relationship well, you were in? You know? I was yeah, not in a true. relationship with a person. Well, he appreciated art, but he did not necessarily understand my need to create, mm-hmm. my need to be doing something creative basically all the time. Or thinking yeah. about it all the time. That was not a <clears throat> valued commodity. Um, and so now I feel like I'm free to paint or stitch or come up with something or, you know, have my own time. I'm, I'm finding that my supposed to be was I always kept busy. And now I think y'all know I'm learning to relax and having some downtime. And rest time is important. And so I'm kind of learning that, even though I'm... You're getting there. I am. I wouldn't say you've learned it completely. I, I haven't yet. learned it. It's a hard lesson for somebody that... Because <laughs> you're supposed to complete things. Ah, uh, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to get on to that one anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Bonnie. <laughs> Sorry, I just about snorted. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one of my supposed to's. I'm supposed, you know. So I'm learning to be a little more loosey goosey and explore that kind of fun side. And I, I'm getting to the point that, like, other than the work that I know I have to do, I kind of wake up thinking every day, like, what is today going to bring? You know what I that's mean? That's a good feeling. Too. It is a good feeling, and like even the last time I saw my therapist, because again, we were in the gamut on all of these topics. The last time I saw her, she was like, you're doing great. And I was like, I am. (laughs) She said, we worked so hard to get here. And I said, I know. And she said, do you even need to come anymore? And I said, yeah, I'm not quitting while I'm ahead. She goes, okay, we're just going to refer to this as life coaching. And I'm like, great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. But like, it, it, it took me a little of unconditioning myself to be okay with the not supposed to's. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I think that's a like large that this part is exactly of it. Unlearning. Like unlearning, yeah. The, unlearning yeah. what well, you I thought think, you were supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, 100%. I think it almost is really valuable to think about or list all of the things I was supposed to be doing at this age and then all of the things I get to do in their place. Exactly. You know, because it doesn't matter. So anyone can go through anything, any sort of big change. Somebody lost a job. I mean, you could be married... Um, and your husband lost his job and you completely had to change everything about your life. You don't even have to be divorced. It could be anything that changed you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But everything has a blessing in it if you look at it. That's Every, true. There's, you just, it's that Pollyanna look on the good side of things. So what are the things that you're able to put in those supposed to spots and change them into I get to's? And, and, things, and I think even if you have to do things, mm-hmm. Um, I think you can do them with joy, and I think you can find something to latch onto that you're thankful for, and that you find beauty in, and that you get joy out of. Okay, well, on that, what what is the one thing say today 
that you guys could say would not necessarily have been on your list 15 years ago for today that you are able to say that you have joy in that you wouldn't have had if you did not have the big changes in your life? Alone time. Sitting on my porch, mm. swinging, oh, yeah. resting, reading. Of course, I'm Got always to get stitching. A swing my porch, but, yeah. But, yeah. but that alone time, that downtime that I never allowed myself to have. Before. So just today? Or just recently? I mean, you know. So a, a thing for me that's huge for me is I. I am a person who will would like to be surrounded by people all the time. Like I love to be surrounded by people, and yes, I hear them on your porch. All yes, the time. all the time. <laughs> it's so great. I kind of have just like a rotating door of like people popping in, or like tonight my stage manager for the show I'm about to direct came over and we did some work, or like um, a friend kind of needed to stay with me this weekend, and so she just stayed with me. Well, I don't think twice about these things because I grew up that way, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Like, if people needed or wanted to come over, whatever. And it, when I was married, I didn't have that kind of freedom. And it I really felt very suffocated by that. Like, could, I felt like I couldn't um, be with my friends as much or couldn't invite people over as much. When that's not my nature at all, my nature mm-hmm. is to be very welcoming. And I one of my friends... After my divorce, she even said, I feel like we got you back, you know? Uh-huh. So that, yeah. that has been very freeing for me just to like, I have to be yourself. I, I basically have an open door policy and that was something I didn't really get to have. So I, and that, that was just something that happened today that I, or over the last few days that would stick out to me. That's good. What's your spot? Um, well, I've got, I guess a couple right now. My house is a disaster as I work towards the art show for the next two weeks. I've art show next weekend and it's okay that it is. Yeah. It's okay that it's okay that I have things everywhere, and then my one kid who lives with me looks at me tonight and goes, "Are are you gonna cook?" I'm like, "No, but you can cook." And he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna eat something else." I was like, "That's fine." Like you know, what I mean, but it's not this judgment that I didn't cook, and there's no judgment that I have paintings kind of spread out. You know, that's not judged. And then another thing that I thought about today, so I'm gonna have my, I'm doing some work on my house starting in probably a couple of months or a month or so, I get to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. I get to decide on a house color mm-hmm. and it can be a girly one if I want it. I mean, like just, it's just ridiculous right. little things. Like I, I can decide on a house color. I can decide on tile in a bathroom. I mean, all of these decisions and I can make them, mm-hmm. you know, in my house, it's funny. So I told the guy who's working on my house right now, he's painting trim in my house. And I said, you know, I really want an eclectic home and I'm not sure that this is good or bad. But he goes, oh, you got it. <laughs> But you know, because I want it to be, I want my home to be memorable. I want to walk into every room and have art that I love and a room where I've, I've, I've cultivated the pieces and chosen everything. And so I just love that part right now. And I think that's important mm-hmm. when you get divorced to make your house your home, even mm-hmm. if you're still in the marital home. Mm-hmm. To you're make, changing things up. Make and things that, that you're, I mean, you know, I painted and rearranged everything. Uh, you mean it can be something other than not making your 1909 den floor dip by a foot or <laughs> things like that? Not having to do structural things? Yes. Yes. You can do all kinds of whatever you want. Whatever you want. And paint paint is not terribly expensive. No, Just painting a room right. is Paint is the change. cheapest way to change a room. To change. And, mm-hmm. it, and to be honest, did y'all... 
it changes changing. the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It is. It's like giving yourself a whole new backdrop, mm-hmm. a whole yeah. new canvas. So that's I'm looking forward to all of that. So, oh, and art shows. I get to do art shows. Mm-hmm. That's true. By your myself. time is your own. And I've been able to figure out how to do them by myself. Do you know there how you huge that is? Mm-hmm. I've always thought I had to have somebody with me to pop up a tent and do all these things. I don't. I can do mm-hmm. it all by myself. I'm good. I mean, I can. I've done it. I know. I don't I'm proud say of I really you. love doing it. I would rather have I'm my... Proud but of I also you have some great friends who get to go with me to do things. <laughs> <laughs> Beth's going with me this weekend. I'm going oh, this are you? weekend. Yeah, so she's going to go with me this she's weekend. She's taking the But I'll already have it all set up by the time you get there. That's true. So you just get to entertain me while I'm there. There you go. I hope I can do that. (laughs) Okay. Are we good? Do we have anything else to say? Yeah. I think we're good. I don't think. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think just being okay with changing the the picture in your head of what your life is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and and that word change. Even good change is stressful and hard. Well, I, I, and so, I so think create, that's true. So making sure that when you, so not, but to look at change as a positive thing, not a negative thing, will help the stress, I think. Yeah, I think At least so to frame too. it as something good. I think so, too. All right. Thank you all for cheers, girls. Yeah, cheers. Oh, here, let's cheers. Let's cheers. cheers. We'll, we'll do our right thing, too. Do we need to do the what are you doing this week to live the life? Sure. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, ladies. So what are y'all doing this week to live the life you love? Um, I I have a lot of gigs this week at work. I, I do it. I need to go so see work is shows. how you're living the life you love this week? Well, I, I love my job. Y'all know I love my job. So yeah. I've got to, to check those boxes and hang out with my kiddo a little bit. And um, I've got to see. Oh, I'm going to a concert tomorrow night. There you go. That oh, I, there, yeah. Of one of my favorite bands, so I'm really excited. I get to do That's that. That's one of my friends. Yeah, my yes, one of my good friends. Okay, good. That's great. What are you doing, Beth? I'm starting a new business. <laughs> yes, you Painting are. Painting champagne bottles. Woo! So much fun. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Oh, and the champagne girls just gained a <laughs> I know. Well, I, th- I was telling a friend today, um, I started my little painting ventures when I was young. And I used to do craft fairs and paint barrettes, hand-painted barrettes and things like that. And now I feel like <laughs> full circle. You're right yeah, back to it. I'm right back to painting. What, on, you know, now I'm painting champagne bottles. So. I think it'll be fun, and they're kind of cool, and everybody has a different idea of what they want. So, well, I think mine this week is the art show. I have a really fun, cool, um, historic VRBO that we get to stay in, and the art show is at um, Sloss Furnace, a, oh, a yeah. big Birmingham. Um, the Birmingham show. Anyway, so it's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The guy that I graduated from high school with is the uh, featured artist for the art show. Um, um, That'll dark be interesting. Statchy. So it's just, I'm just kind of excited about fun. going. What was that all song? I'll be in Birmingham tonight. That's a throwback to you, Mary Scott. Uh. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, good. All right. Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, have a great week. Y'all too. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. 
See you next week, girls. See you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers.